Greetings, Occupy individuals. Welcome to another Scott podcast. And today we've got a guest. Her name is Michaela. Introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Michaela. I own a accessories business where I sell bespoke accessories and also make like Afrocentric clothes as well. Um, all handmade actually. And I, I'm also like one of the founders of an organisation called Oji Bloom where we um, showcase back women's creativity in Scotland. So thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm quite excited. Yeah. So. The first question and what we're going to talk about is your experience as an African growing up in Scotland, uh, the positive and negatives, mm-hmm. and um, well, that's how we're going to start. Um, so for me, I wasn't actually born in Scotland, I was born in Nigeria, so the first experience, well for me, would be like when I first came um, here from the plane. And like I was just so startled to see so many white people, because <laughs> you only ever see like white people on TV. Mm. So that that's what startled me first. Um, but growing up in Scotland, I guess it's had like a lot of positives, but there have been negatives. So just in terms of like dealing with a few issues like racism or being excluded in a way, and um, people not really being aware of my culture people not even being aware of who i was in society or where i stood in society so it was kind of like that like kind of like an identity crisis kind of that i went through growing up in scotland but there has been a lot of positives like learning a new culture and um meeting new people and also like i find the opportunities that you get here in scotland i would not have had that in nigeria so like yeah i feel like it's can go both ways really to be honest so also the positives is that the stuff that you, you get here is different from what you get in nigeria and so what was that what was the stuff um there? not specifically the stuff but like the opportunities that i get here i probably would not have had in nigeria nigeria is a very beautiful country and i'm so proud to be from nigeria but i just feel like if I had stayed there, what I'm starting now in terms of my business and in terms of um, the organization that me and my friend have started, we just it just would be different if we had started it in Nigeria. Where would our place really be? It would be I feel like even in Nigeria, I might even be more competitive as well. Because don't get me wrong, like they are amazing artists, they are amazing business owners in Nigeria. So. I feel like it would have been more competitive, um, which could be a good thing as well, because obviously that then brings out the best out of um, what you can do. But just in terms of opportunity, I guess you can also talk about education as well, like how we get free education here, both um, from primary to secondary to then university. So I would say that that's like the main opportunity that you get here, like free education, free good education, I would say. Cause you do get good, you do get free education in Nigeria, but um, it's not it's not free if you want if you want it to be like a good education basically. So yeah, opportunity would definitely be education. Do you think you're more driven here, or do you think um, you'd be way more driven in Africa, or do you think um, um, growing up here made you um, have more drive, more vision? To be honest, you never really know until you, you had actually had experienced in the other path. Like, if I had taken that other path, then it would have been different. Like, I wouldn't know. 
but me personally i feel like in nigeria i would have been more driven and the reason i say that is because as i said earlier on it's more competitive in nigeria like there's more things going on there so like artists everything that we see here in just like a small fragment would be so like would be much more there if you get me mm. so like just in terms of the afrocentric um style clothes that i do and stuff in nigeria like you can get that at a street market like it's not that big of a you know what i mean but over here like it's something that is so treasured it's something that is seen as such a symbol of our culture that it would you would not get that same notice in like if i was to start what i'm doing now yeah in nigeria the notice would not be the same as it is in the uk um so in terms of driven yeah definitely i would have to think of new alternative ways um to differentiate my brand what i'm doing than if i was in nigeria where i mean if i was in the uk where like it's kind of easy to differentiate your brand because you are a you know i'm a black i'm a nigerian girl living in scotland so i'm already kind of different i'm already different in that way owning a brand like that's already me being different but in nigeria you really need to stand out if you want to like if, if you want people to recognize you because everybody there in nigeria is Everyone in Nigeria is Nigerian, so it's kind of like, how do you stand out? How are you gonna stand out? What are you gonna, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So yeah. Do you know I think that's the same problem here though? And people, a lot of Nigerians here, I wouldn't say that they really try to stand out. Anyway, do you know I think that's something? Uh, I feel like Nigerians here, they do the opposite. I feel like. Um, they try to fit in. I think not even just Nigerian, just Africans in general or just black people in general. They just try to fit in into a culture that isn't necessarily theirs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're a citizen, you live in the UK. That doesn't mean anything. That shouldn't mean that you then forget your identity. And I don't I don't really understand the excuse of oh I was born here, so you know what I mean? Like it's quite sad if you don't know a thing about your culture because you were born in the uk that doesn't stop that doesn't stop you from still like you know wanting to know about your culture um so yeah me personally i don't really think nigerians or even just african people in general really stand out especially in scotland i feel like a lot of the attention is in england everyone talks about england this england that but there isn't that same um reflection in scotland because everyone, and even the thing that I've realized is that when someone starts something about 300 other people want to start that same thing, instead of those people to just support what that person is doing, they want to go off and start their own thing as well. And I'm just like, okay then. Then you then have like 100 people, I'm being over exaggerated, but let's just say that you have about 10 people in Glasgow itself doing the exact same things and it's just like it's actually like sometimes i just want to roll my eyes because like oh here we go another one like so you're just supporting that person or trying to like change your do something different with your brand you're going off and copying someone else's ideas and trying to um get what, what would you even call it like get attention from what you're doing and then at the end of the day you only last for what two years or something so i just think a lot can be done just in terms of supporting each other instead of trying to like um basically not do that mm-hmm. and go off and start your own thing but just in terms of standing out yeah i don't really think i don't really think we stand out in any way shape or form because um, we just want to be so much like where we live people the people of where we live and like we're so used to being pressured in that area that we've just kind of gave into it 
yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems to be a problem with the standing out thing. Even said that in the last guest talk as well about crabs and the barrel mentality. And mm-hmm. um, was there ever a point where you disliked your culture? And then what happened that made you start liking it again? Um, for me personally, um, dislike my culture. I didn't. I've never disliked my culture. Okay. It was just more. I disliked my hair, and the reason I disliked my hair was because, um, you know, I have Afrocentric hair. I have an Afro. You know what I mean? So I didn't really know what what to do with it at that time. And I would always get made fun of when I'm coming to school or whatever it was and people would make fun of my hair and stuff. Yeah, they made fun of my hair regardless, even if I had braids, even if I had like beef, whatever it was, like they would always make fun of it. Or they would make fun of the fact that I would change my hair so much. Like how can you make fun of the fact that someone is changing their hair? It's so stupid. Um, but I've never hated my culture, just like, I guess, my hair. Um, but obviously over the years I've grown to love my hair so much and appreciate Why? it. Not gonna lie, yeah. Social media. Okay. Um, just having that being able to recognise my hair as beautiful through social media. And I know that that may sound a bit but I feel like that's the same for everyone. Like we didn't know what what to do with our hair if it wasn't for YouTube showing us how to do it. Or someone on YouTube showing us how to do it. Or um you know what I mean? Like, or just having this whole movement of Afro, Afrocentric hair, like, all of that would not have existed. If all of that did not exist, I probably still wouldn't know what to do with my hair. I probably wouldn't even know the right products to use to take care of my hair and stuff like that. Or I'll still be relaxing my hair right now, like, using chemicals on my hair. So, yeah, I'll never use my culture, just the hair. Just the hair. Yeah, so you're saying that social media is basically what made you start liking the African part of you that has to do with your hair. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll definitely see that. Okay. So in terms of people standing out in Scotland as Africans standing out in Scotland, what do you think would be the best way for them to wanna to go out and actually want to do different things, you know, instead of just the same thing. I said this in the last guest talk but I'd like to have your own perspective on that as well. We need to start owning our own things. Okay. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Why don't why doesn't one black person own an art studio in Scotland in, in Glasgow? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, even I don't even know about Scotland to be honest. I've not been all around Scotland, so I can't say. Mm-hmm. But in Glasgow, the whole of Glasgow, not even one art gallery is owned by a black person, or art studio is owned by a black person, or like you know like a sewing studio, just something like that. Like we need to start owning our own things. Like let's stop. You know, I feel like we're just scared. We're just scared to own our own things because we feel like no one's gonna like, you know, we, we focus too much on the attention we want from it than actually what it's actually gonna do to change society and our and our mindset. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, we just start stuff because we just want attention. And- Yeah, of course, um, that's really definitely going to help out. We're going out to start our own things for the betterment of the African community instead of doing it for, you know, attention and money, like mm-hmm. you said. I just think that we just need to own our own things. We just need to own our Why is it that 
the majority of people who sell African produce, African fabric even, is owned by people who are even African. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it actually doesn't make sense at all. We need to own our own things. Like I don't understand why why that's so. It's not that hard. We have some. We have people who have a lot of money here in in Glasgow who are African. You know they live in lovely places. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But yet they're working under someone. They haven't thought had the initiative to be like, oh, we can use this money to you know start something in Glasgow. They've not, they don't have that initiative. If they have, then I wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. So I just think that we need to own our own things. So what other positive and negative experiences do you have um, growing up in Scotland as an African? Um, so positives was um, opportunities just in terms of education. Um, negatives, just, I don't even want to go too into it. I don't want to go in, into like the whole racism thing because, yeah, experienced that. Experienced, you know, a lot of um, inequality in that area. So yeah, that's the that's the main negatives. So the positive was literally the only real positive that I can think of. <laughs> Is the opportunities edu- really the educational like what other right, okay. okay maybe if you want me to go into um learn another culture that's a positive i guess like okay. there's just something um cool about um the scottish culture i'm not gonna lie like it's 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 i actually love being like scottish because there's just so much rich culture within scotland and rich tradition within scotland which i love so much um so yeah, I would definitely say that. I'll say opportunities. I'll say they are learning a new culture. Um, the people I've met along the way. Mm. I've met some very interesting people. Um, what about the Scots, the Scottish people? What do you yeah. think about them? Um, yeah, they're like any typical white person, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, like. Um, yeah, like I feel like a lot of white people are like just they're just all the same. Yeah. They're just very uneducated in any other culture except theirs. And yeah, they're not even educated in their own culture. You know what I mean? Mm. Um I would just say that do you know what? Yeah, I have met some lovely, lovely like um Scottish people and stuff, but some of them are just so like they don't get the culture. They don't, I don't know, like, I just feel they just haven't been home trained at all. They have no home training. Mm. Um, but I, I've had, like, really close Scottish friends um, who have opened their, I've actually had to be the one to open their eyes to um, our culture. Not, not just African Nigerian culture, but, like, just black culture. Or together, I guess. Um, a lot. Of, do you know what I've noticed? Yeah, Scottish people are very open. True. Well, yeah, I would say quite a lot of them are quite open to learning about African culture. Like, if I was to be like, "Oh, do you want to just taste a jollof rice or something?" Yeah, they'll be excited. Yeah, yeah. They would actually like go for it, and I feel like because we have this stigma in our head that, oh, 
white people are this and that because that's what society has told us like mm -hmm. if society wasn't telling us all this rubbish we wouldn't even know the difference between ours like you know the different the difference you know what i mean would we'll mm -hmm. be so open like it would mm -hmm. feel like oh am i intruding by asking this person about this or am i intruding like there's some ways or some things like if you ask something in a quite a rude way like if you come up to me and touch my hair and be like why does it feel like that why does it feel like that mm -hmm. like i've been even told that my hair feels like a sheep and you think that that's meant to be nice like you think that you saying that to me is gonna make me happy like mm -hmm. like how is that how is that helping the situation but if you're generally just like all right i really love your hair like Oh, I just love it so much. Like, I want to know. Like, I want to know more about it. Like, the thing that I do that really annoys me. Yeah, the thing that really triggers me. We have YouTube. We have Google. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We even have TikTok. We have Snapchat. Like, we have every way to find out information. But yet, we are so oblivious to each other's cultures. Why do I have to explain to you about my hair? Why do I have to explain to you that saying the N-word is racist? Why do I have to explain all these things to you? Like, can't you just check on Google? You can check on Google to um to watch makeup tutorial. You can check on Google to watch some weird ass videos, but you can't check on YouTube to just ask um just um put in or oh, why is why why do we um or oh, I'm so curious. I wanna know more about the black culture, mm. African culture, Nigerian culture. Why can't you just do that? There's Google, we have all of that. To be able to do so but yet you choose to stay oblivious and ask me these questions i remember when i went and i noticed that like white people like they have like greasy they can get greasy hair and that that really like was i was very taken aback by that i was like why is their hair greasy like why why does it get greasy because obviously as black people our hair doesn't get greasy in fact our hair can be incredibly dry yeah so we have to put grease in our hair um to keep it oils and stuff like that yeah oils and stuff yeah let me use that word so like i looked that up myself and i was like oh so this is the reason or when they sweat enough a lot or if they don't wash their hair enough like it gets greasy i looked that up myself like you guys can do the exact same thing as well like it's, it goes both ways you know what i mean so i just wish that 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 would be taken into account but yeah, I really do think that Scottish people are open to knowing other people's cultures, but we need to stop having this weird defense mechanism that when um, someone who is not African or black wants to know more about our culture, we just like say, oh, we'll, like we kind of push them away, like, nah, like, or make fun of them or whatever it is. Like, we need to stop doing that. We need to be like open to it ourselves as well, because that's the only way it's gonna improve. But yeah. Mm. I would say I would say um yeah Scottish people are quite open yeah. yeah. And why do you think Africans don't you know talk? Not all Africans. This is a generalization. But why do you think they don't talk positively about Africa? Why is it always negative? You know, it's starting to become um, quite conventional now to hear mm. negative things being said about Africa. Africa is this is that. Why do you think they don't say anything positive about it? Because they don't want to. They don't want to say anything positive about it. That's just as far as I can go with that. Because at the end of the day, like, if you never even, I don't. The, the thing I don't understand is some of them haven't even been to their home country, mm -hmm. and they are saying this and that because of what they hear. Because of what you know, like anytime uncles and aunties get together at one party or usually like a house gathering. 
the only thing they'll be talking about ah the government is this the government is that or you know what i mean it would always be negative stuff so you're growing up you're growing up hearing this what's that gonna do to your to to your um bias about where you come from or about africa it's gonna be negative isn't it mm. like even i've been like a substance of that myself like growing up I never really heard much positive things about Africa. Um, remember we had like a president at that time, Obasanjo or something like that. I think that was his name. And I mean, even at the age of, of six, I knew, I knew this man was an evil man. <laughs> mm. Well, according to you know what he was doing and stuff in Nigeria, like why did I know that? Because of what I heard, like growing up. So I think it's just because we just we've grown up in a way where like all we've they were ever talked about negative. And the only positive things I would ever talk about is if maybe the music and the food or whatever it is, but um, never really talk about maybe activists or whatever it is, you know, people who try to change um, Africa for the best or Nigeria for the best. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like we should have talked more about that because if we talk more about that, then, you know, in a way it will make things different and it won't, won't be hearing people talk negatively about their home country we help you talk about it positively and then that can then go on to the next generation but if you're going to continue to talk about bad 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 obviously bad things do happen and like, like me hmm, that place is, is a mad one still mm -hmm. bad things do happen but the reason why people talk so much about it or only have negative um attributes to say about africa is literally because that's what they heard their own mother or father say growing up. So it comes from the family then? Yeah, I feel like it's a generational thing. Like, if one person's gonna talk bad, then the next person knows, like a domino effect. So, yeah. It just keeps spreading and spreading. Yeah, spreading. exactly. Even the ones that have not even been to their home country for two generations, they will still be talking negatively because of what they heard three generations ago. So. Mm. And who is your inspiration growing up? Who inspired you to want to continue, you know, enjoying being an African? You know, who did you look up to? Who did I look up to? Yeah, not I even as a role model, just somebody you saw that, wow, this person really expresses the African side a lot. I want to do that. Or was it not like that with you? No, okay. it wasn't like that with me. I feel like I am my own um, inspiration in that area. Okay. So it wasn't like people on social media or anything like that, no more. Maybe, but I wouldn't say anyone specifically that I could think of at the top of my head. Okay. But nah, I've always been proud of being African, I guess. Um, mm. And especially um, the music. Okay. Starting to hear a lot of um, our music everywhere. Mm, that's true. Like Bonaboy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I was. That really like. Uh, Even so, on the radio as well. Yeah, on the radio everywhere. So that that in itself was it made me even more proud of being Nigerian. Um, yeah. but yeah, I wouldn't say anyone specifically at all, to be honest. Um, because I did generally just always loved um the culture and everything. I think it was just seeing more. African music being played or Nigerian, actually Nigerian music specifically being played worldwide was just like the icing on the cake. Mm, yeah, and even, it's very different from even when we were growing up. You know, we didn't really hear a lot of that. Honestly, oh my mm. gosh, remember um, uh, 
Watch me do my eyes on toe. Eyes on toe, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. me, that was like the bomb. Mm. And then I remember this girl, I'm, let's just, I can't, let me not say her name. But she was like, oh, like, I really like that music. Is that like where you, you guys are, like, that's the kind of music you guys listen to and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, we were starting to, like, know more about, like, our culture. culture and, like, through the music, yeah. Honestly, it was good. Like, I forgot his name. What's his name? Uh, and Fuse or DG. Fuse or DG. That, that, and I'm playing with him. Look catchy. Didn't I yeah, that was lit. Um, but definitely same. Yeah, them as well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, thank you for coming on the Africa podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and until next one. Yeah.